Welcome to North Star Physical Therapy Podcast. I'm Dr. Shirley North, and with over a decade of clinical expertise in the areas of pelvic floor conditions, lymphatic conditions, and chronic neurological diseases, I have a wealth of medical knowledge that I want to share with you all. In this podcast, I will answer the most common questions I receive from clients, family members, and fellow clinicians. Our purpose is not only to answer questions, but to educate you so you can make the best decision for your optimal health. This podcast is perfect to listen on your way home from work, while you're on your daily walk, or just taking 15 to 20 minutes for yourself. Again, welcome to North Star Physical Therapy Podcast and get ready for us to guide you to optimal health. Hi, and welcome back. Today's podcast, I am passionate about, well, I'm passionate about all of them, but especially this one is one of those FAQs, those frequently asked questions of clients or really education of clients of your core. And I want to, if nothing else, for you to leave this podcast knowing what your core really is. Your core is more than just your abs. So in prior podcasts, I kind of touch upon this um, a little bit, but today is just going to dive deep into what your core is, where it is, what is it comprised of, what does it do, and how can I work on it? So first things first, your core is really the keystone of your body. So we want to think of that beautiful arch and that very top stone that kind of has that bigger umbrella top, smaller umbrella bottom, and two kind of diagonal sides. That's almost exactly how your core is shaped, and we'll get into that in a moment. Um, But it's really the keystone of your body, meaning it's in the middle. It's in your core, right? So that middle part of your body between your ribs and your pelvis and front to back is your core. So from your ribs up, you're really having your upper chest and your arms. From the pelvis down are your legs. So your core is actually very important, kind of keeping everything together. And um, we'll get into the more cylindrical look of it, right? So it's really 360. So we want to think about the core as a cylinder of muscles working in conjunction with each other to stabilize this area. If your core is really loosey-goosey, it's going to be really hard for your arm and leg muscles to do their job. And so these layers of muscles have connective tissue or fascia that help it connect you know, with the different layers from layer to layer, there are the tendons of the muscles that connect to the bone. And there are, you know, maybe some ligaments and they're connecting the bone to bone. So what is it? <laughs> so the very top part of your core is actually your diaphragm or your respiratory diaphragm, kind of what we think of that, you know, works with breathing. And when we hiccup, right, (laughs) it's actually a little spasm of your diaphragm. Um, But your diaphragm spans from one side of your body all the way over to the other side. And from front to back, 
right underneath your ribs. So when I try to talk to my clients about the diaphragm and really like the shape of it and the true size of it compared to the bottom of your core, which is your pelvic floor, um, I think of it as like an umbrella, right? It has that really big lateral, you know, space from side to side and also front to back. It is a huge muscle and it is very, very important part of your core. The bottom part, which is what I just said, is the pelvic floor muscles or your pelvic diaphragm. It is also shaped like a little mini umbrella, though, or like a bowl. So you have this huge, like, golf size umbrella diaphragm, respiratory diaphragm up top, and this itty-bitty bowl of muscles on the bottom, your pelvic diaphragm. And what connects the two in the front is a very deep muscle in your abdominals, which is called transverse abdominus. So transverse is literally that transverse, it's side to side. So pretty much if you want to think from like your ribs to your pelvis on one side and a big band of muscle over to the other side, that's your transverse. It goes that direction. And then your very back muscle that goes more vertically between each vertebrae and on the other side is your multifidi, the, the deepest of the back muscle. So we're peeling back the layers of the muscle groups that we think of that we'll talk about in a moment. And really your pelvic, your pelvic diaphragm on the bottom, your respiratory diaphragm up top, your transverse abdominus in the front, and your multifidi muscle in the back Though those four muscle groups are very deep muscles um, in the body, and they are the core. Okay, and so kind of going um, down to you know the the diaphragm, the respiratory diaphragm. It is one big muscle, and on the bottom, right? We talked about our pelvic diaphragm. That's actually composed of three layers of tissues. And that's for another podcast um, that we'll dive into that. But we spoke about these four muscle groups are stabilizers, right? That's their big um, overall function is to help stabilize our core, stabilize our middle, so that way our extremities can do what they need to do optimally, as well as those more superficial muscle groups, the things that we think of um, as the big mover groups. So for example, in the tummy area, right, everybody thinks typically, oh, their core is the rectus abdominis, our six-pack abs, the one that goes from the top of our rib, kind of the middle of our rib, all the way down to the middle of our pelvis that goes on, on either side of our belly button, our six-pack ab, our rectus abdominis. Well, guess what? That's not the core muscle that we're referring to. Our core muscle is the deepest of those abdominal muscles and it spans side to side instead of up, to, up and down. And so the rectus, so the, the more superficial six-pack ab, its main job is to move your trunk or to flex it, to do that kind of a crunch, you know, action. Um, our back muscles, right? We talk about the multifidies being the stabilizer, the deepest core muscle in the back. But when we think of back muscles, we're thinking of like what helps us, you know, um, extend our spine or kind of make it arch 
or to, you know, be able to move our arm, the big latissimus dorsi, the big muscle where we pull our arms down, um, you know, that kind of bodybuilder <laughs> position. Um, but those muscle groups are the movers. They are the moving muscles, not necessarily the stabilizer muscle. And so when we're not accurately and appropriately working out our core deep muscles, they're not really to be able to optimize as a stabilizer. So now your bigger mover muscles are trying to not only move through their primary function, but also to stabilize as well. And so you can see where there becomes to have this muscle imbalance um, going on with your core muscles. So then we ask the question, all right, when we want to do a core workout, you know, what are we working out and, and how do we really do that? Well, again, we want to make sure we are working out all four muscle groups. You're working on your respiratory diaphragm up top by the way that you breathe. You are working on your pelvic diaphragm of how you are helping to like pull up if it's in a Kegel fashion or working those abdominal muscles. Um, the transverse abdominis in the front, and then also working on that those multifidi, the little um, in-between stabilizer muscle group on the back. So there are three major different kinds of muscle contractions, okay, for any muscle group, all right? And those are isometric contractions, concentric contractions and eccentric contractions. An isometric contraction is when you are turning the muscle group on, but you're not moving the joint. You're kind of staying in place. So like if you were to do um, what we call like a, like a head press. So if you're like sitting in your car with your head rested against your um, like your headrest, and you're pushing the back of your head into that headrest, I'm not really moving my neck. I'm just pressing against a really stable surface. Um, but I'm still turning on those neck muscles to push my head back. So that's an example of an isometric contraction. We're turning on those muscles without moving the joint, okay? Um, concentric muscle activation is when you are indeed shortening the muscle length by moving that joint. Um, so a good example of this is like a bicep curl, right? You have the weight in your hand, you have your arm resting by your side, you know, straight, and then you bend your elbow, bringing that weight closer to your shoulder. So for the bicep muscle group, that is a concentric. I had in a lengthened position and I'm shortening up by bending my elbow and that is the concentric part. I'm shortening the muscle group. Eccentric is the lengthening of that muscle group, typically against gravity. So that is a slow controlled against gravity motion. So that same bicep curl, um, exercise when you then bring that weight slowly and controlled down back by your side you are lengthening that bicep muscle group and you're doing it slowly so you are really lengthening it out slow and controlled against gravity 
So those are some, you know, examples there. So when you're working out your core, when you're just simply doing crunches and wondering why this isn't really like helping me at all, well, am I holding my breath? Therefore, my diaphragm isn't working. Am I loosey-goosey down there on the pelvic floor? I'm not really engaging there. Um, my abdominal muscle, yeah, I'm I'm shortening it, right? I'm doing that concentric, but maybe I'm lying flat and I'm not really getting that eccentric. So sometimes people, you know, do this on a big Swiss or yoga ball, um, you know, or they have like a little half um, roll underneath the small of their back so they can kind of be able to kind of go back beyond the level of the flat ground, they can kind of arch their back a little bit. And now they're getting that eccentric pull and then the concentric coming back up and crunching. Um, You know, oftentimes people don't focus on those back stabilizers, you know? And so we really want to make sure we're working things out. And that's where things like, like planks are really good because that's an isometric hold of your transverse abdominus as well as your martifidi in the back and how you're breathing during that exercise, then you're also working out your respiratory and pelvic diaphragms. Um, So oftentimes you see really good core workouts are kind of starting with a relatively simple exercise and they build off of that and it's isometric that turns into a concentric or eccentric. Um, motion. And oftentimes I am really looking at where are these imbalances between the stabilizer muscles and the mover muscle groups, right? So if we really want to work out the core, we got to just work out those four. And it tends to be those more isometric exercises. And I like to perform a brief screening tool that's about 10 exercises and it has a mixture of concentric, eccentric, and isometric contractions in these different muscle groups that are attached to the core and that incorporate the core muscles themselves to see if, hey, before I work on any pelvic floor issues um, like incontinence or constipation or pelvic pain, wow, let me see what are the glutes, you know, doing? What are my other abdominal muscles doing? Um, Are they doing their job? Or are my poor core muscles trying to stabilize and be the mover? Because the more global muscle, the bigger back muscle, or those glute muscles, or those other abdominal muscles just aren't really kicking on the way they should. So a really good pelvic floor uh, therapist will have those kind of screening tools in their back pocket to help figure out, is it really the core muscles that need to be worked out or are these imbalances coming from somewhere else? It's a little bit of a chicken or the egg you know, kind of thing that we do in the clinic there. And I was talking about how we work out the respiratory diaphragm, right? So we look at how we're breathing during that exercise. So you may have heard, you know, the little exhale upon exertion or, you know, breathe out when you're doing your squat up, you know, you're doing your Russian deadlift and we need to breathe out as we're lifting up instead of holding our breath. That definitely comes into play when we need to make sure our respiratory diaphragm is doing its job and it's not creating 
that pressure management issue on our pelvic diaphragms underneath. Remember the beginning of this podcast, I said that respiratory diaphragm is like a really big umbrella. It's like that golf size umbrella versus a little tiny like cereal bowl (laughs) of the pelvic diaphragm. What goes up must come down, right? If you are holding your breath and creating a lot of internal abdominal pressure, well, something's going to give, right? And oftentimes, it's that pelvic floor muscle group down below that just can't keep up with the pressures coming from up top. But that's for a later podcast, y'all. But this is definitely something that we look at of how we breathe while we're doing that exercise. Not every exercise has the same breath technique. Right? If we're doing that low and slow exhale when we're trying to run, we're going to like hyperventilate, right? So um, your pelvic floor physical therapist will definitely understand, okay, yeah, if it's a slow controlled exercise, we should be able to have that slow controlled, you know, exhale on the right part of the exercise in relation to maybe a more impact management agility kind of drill breathing technique, you know? So Different exercises come with different breathing techniques that will be working out that respiratory diaphragm as well as that transverse abdominis, that deeper belly muscle, helping pull that in, which helps create tension on that pelvic floor where it's can, where it's attached, and therefore reducing possible pelvic floor stuff. But again, I'm kind of peeking into other um, podcasts here soon. But I just want to really press upon the importance of taking steps back, reaching out to a pelvic floor physical therapist to really understand where your core is, what part of your core may be a little imbalanced, or maybe it's just a change of um, how I'm breathing during this exercise. Um, We're looking at how we breathe not only Front, you know, top to bottom, but front to back too. So there is a 360 degree breathing technique that we also implore. Um, so sometimes when I'm starting off with somebody of uh, really getting down to the degree of what the core is, and we're working on breathing techniques within a session. At first, my clients are like, this is super easy. I don't understand why we're just working on breathing. I want to work on other things. Like, yes, but if we cannot get the foundation of turning on these core muscles during even just a breathing technique. Can you imagine then stepping up and trying to do some heavy duty, you know, hit training and bar and um, running or CrossFit, um, other exercises without really learning that breathing technique of how to really engage your diaphragm, engage your abdominal muscles, engaging your pelvic diaphragm or your pelvic floor muscles, engaging your back stability muscles too. So everything that we look at um, when we talk about the core, and so if there's one thing that you leave this podcast with is understanding your core is more than just your abs, all right, guys? Um, So take these little nuggets of knowledge and pass it around to your family and friends, and it does not hurt at all to get assessed by a local physical therapist. We are movement experts and musculoskeletal experts and and know the function of these muscle groups, how you can tie it into not only your workout, but also your functional activities and and daily living. So knowing that your core has a top, a bottom, a front, and a back, and you need to make sure you're working all four of them to really make sure you're doing your core exercises. And until next time, you guys, take care. Thank you all so much. 
for listening to North Star Physical Therapy Podcast. Continue to follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Shirley North. Check out my website at www.northstardpt.com or I encourage you to email me any other questions about these topics and it can be featured at a future podcast at snorth at northstardpt.com. Again, thank you all so much and thank you for letting North Star Physical Therapy be your guiding light to your optimal health.